0: Welcome to Episode 3 of the Professional Balance Bonus Podcast Series of the Saturday Morning Hustle. On this episode, we will discuss balancing the many pros and cons of being a young entrepreneur, an experienced entrepreneur, and an older, seasoned entrepreneur from 15 to 30 to 50, which is as far as I've gotten so far. This long-form audio-only podcast will be presented the last Monday of each month as an opportunity to deep dive into the issues that challenge all entrepreneurs, business owners, career builders, and decision makers. How to balance what seem to be contradictory viewpoints in business and personal life. More than just work-life balance, we examine a variety of this and that scenarios. Let's get started. This is my own personal entrepreneur journey. I started my first business when I was 15 years old. I definitely didn't know what an entrepreneur was or being entrepreneurial was all about. In fact, I barely understood I had started a business. I thought I was just doing something to create some extra cash for me to have fun as a teenager. I was also trying to play in a band, which didn't work out as well. And so getting kicked out of the band and asked to run sound for the band or provide production It's eventually what led to me getting paid, which led to something that became a business that turned into a full production company, concert tours, a recording studio, artist management. And eventually, by the time I left the music business around 1998 to 2000 in transition period, I'd had a six-figure income year. So it went from a side hustle, if you will, a little bit of extra cash for a teenager to a legitimate business with employees, structure, and great income coming through it. But as I mentioned, I transitioned right around the time I was between 28 and 30 because of a life Uh, incident. I had an accident where I broke my neck. I needed to get out of the music business. I transitioned into marketing and PR at that point because that was the degrees I had from college and had my second version of a career, a little bit of corporate, a lot of freelance, still trying to operate a business on the side, even when I worked corporate, because corporate jobs, especially marketing, are a little bit of come and go, and things happen. Sometimes they close the entire department, and you have to continue to find ways to generate income for yourself on a freelance basis. So continue to be entrepreneurial, continue to own a side hustle at the same time, I was working corporate that lasted for another fifteen years until i the last ten years i 've been working with the Golden Group, the current configuration of my business with my business partners and an extension of marketing and advertising and public relations I was doing previously, but now doing more business strategy process development, et cetera so from the time I was fifteen to now being fifty i've had a thirty five year career as an entrepreneur, of creating and starting businesses, of managing businesses, and of moving them through the process of starting, operating, and eventually exiting, up to a point, businesses as an entrepreneur. So I have a 35-year journey as an entrepreneur, and I can understand the pros and cons of of the value of being 15 16 18 years old and the things that came with being young full of energy and fearless the lessons learned that i applied through that process into my 30s as i transitioned my career and tried to do something different with my entrepreneurial skills and then eventually over the last 10 years of transitioning once again a little bit less dramatic than the first transition, but still trying to develop myself as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, and as someone providing value for people in a business space at 50 differently than I did at 15. So we're going to talk about the pros and cons of about nine different aspects of being 15 and an entrepreneur, being 30 and an entrepreneur, being 50 and an entrepreneur. So here we go. Number one, of course, is when you are young, you can be very aggressive. When you are young, you have very little patience, but you have tons of energy, and that will allow you to be very aggressive in creating and pursuing opportunities. It's part of the zest of working with young people is that they're very willing to do whatever it takes to put in the effort to achieve something that they want to achieve, because young people don't understand that This isn't a 15-minute scenario. It should be a 15-year, possibly a 35-year, possibly a 50-year arc of your career and other opportunities. So young people are very aggressive, but older, seasoned entrepreneurs have a lot of experience, but not nearly the aggressiveness, the energy, and the attitude that a younger person has. So what is the balance here? which is beneficial and which is not. And at the end of the day, you need a little bit of every aspect, but I'll explain the value of aggression versus experience. Being aggressive does definitely put you in an opportunity to find and create situations that are opportunistic. Opportunities come from those who make them. You know, the best luck comes from luck that you make for yourself. And so, as a young person who is full of energy and doesn't understand the idea of waiting for others, paying your dues, or having patience, because young people just don't have those patience, I definitely didn't as a young entrepreneur. You don't let those ideas hold you back. Essentially, nothing holds you back when you're a young person because you are by nature. Optimistic and aggressive. Good for creating opportunity, not as good for capitalizing on opportunities because you often are running around uh, trying to do a little bit of everything and you end up missing opportunities or you create the wrong opportunities. So you take advantage of what's happening around you, but it probably and isn't always the best thing for you. And you won't know that until you have experience. You don't have experience until you do things. So that aggressiveness does allow you to gain experience. But often that experience isn't anything that is situationally correct for you or situationally the best situation for you. So... Being aggressive will lead you down many paths of a ton of effort that doesn't necessarily pay off in anything, but it's okay because you have an abundance of energy and time when you're a young person. The balance is as a more experienced entrepreneur and as a seasoned entrepreneur, you get to utilize that experience in order to be more selective about the opportunities that you do attempt to take advantage of. So you're creating less opportunities, but they are better quality opportunities. It is a quantity versus a quality situation, another place that you can balance how you approach things. So taking some zest from a younger person and attempting to continually create opportunities is a good thing. But also balancing that out with the experience that comes with operating a business, with seeing things happen, deals, opportunities, chances, all kinds of things that you, if you know how to capitalize in on them or say no to them and move on to places that your effort is better spent, then you have a better opportunity ultimately to be successful with the less chances you take because you are older and less aggressive. So, there's the balance there. Having aggression and trying to create opportunities is obviously a good thing for any entrepreneur or business person, but understanding the right opportunities, the right fit, the things that should fit into the context of who you are, the strengths and weaknesses that you have as an individual, strengths and weaknesses as your organization, and finding the right scenario is a balance that only comes from experience. I'm going to give experience the nod and the balance here. I think experience goes a long ways because now, of course, I have 35 years of experience. When I didn't have it, I certainly was relying on my aggressiveness and ultimately my energy, which leads me to my second point, energy versus intelligence. It's a little bit of an extension of the first point, but younger people, for very obvious reasons, have a lot more energy but that comes with a lack of focus. So being able to go 100 miles an hour, 23 hours a day, is definitely a hallmark of young people. But like we said earlier, some of that attempt at energy and a work effort, etc., etc., is very unfocused. It may be very situationally beneficial today but not in the long run and so you often end up with a lot of busyness a lot of busy work a lot of things that don't pan out into a second opportunity or to be sustainable or to be something that finally fits into a full portfolio what you're trying to build as an entrepreneur but you get to capitalize on that energy as a young person so you have an abundance of fuel to burn if you will. Because you're young and full of energy, but you don't know yet because of experience and intelligence that comes with age and going through the process of what is really beneficial to you in the short term, immediate, and long term. When you think long term, intelligence, which is a subset of experience, definitely comes into play. You know more with 35 years of experience, because you've you've done more things, and each of those things, good and bad, the positive and negatives, things that worked, the things that didn't, the setbacks, and the things that put you ahead in life, all teach you lessons. They all are valuable in the ex- in the experience, which creates intelligence within you because you know what to expect, you know what you've learned, and you have benefited from both positive wins and negative setbacks. And utilizing that to move you forward. The one thing about energy as a young person is that energy can be zapped really quickly. It can go away from you really quickly if you have a series of setbacks. If you have a series of negative items, it can impact you. And if that impact will zap the energy out of you, then the youthful energy doesn't have the same value because you don't understand managing negative setbacks. Someone who has more intelligence and experience because they've been around a lot longer can take a series of losses or setbacks or negative outcomes much better, and in fact, double, triple better because of the lessons learned and the feedback that can be given moving forward and understanding the fact that everyone gets more no's than yeses, Everyone has negative things happen to them. Everyone gets told that they're not going to get this opportunity no matter how bad they wanted it. Someone else did. It just happens. And so how you manage that, the intelligence of managing negativity outweighs what potential energy you could bring to a situation as a young person. So here balancing energy and aggression versus intelligence and experience. Obviously, somewhere in the middle is your best case scenario, but I'm going to leave, lead more heavily on experience and intelligence learned through the process, because those things typically will not go away from you in a stressful or negative situation. Energy and aggressiveness and putting in extra effort with as unfocused can go away from you and can be less impactful if there are negative aspects that will hold you down from it. And that negativity will affect you sooner and more impactful as a younger person without the experience and intelligence to understand that it's not just you, it's everyone, that's how the system has worked. So as a young person, I definitely, definitely had a ton of energy when I was working in the music business in my early years in marketing, and I definitely put in the hours. I was willing to outwork anyone for any situation I was trying to achieve. So putting in hours, 23 hours a day, six days a week, seven days a week, living the lifestyle of working at that level was definitely an advantage, a very advantage situation for a young, hungry, aggressive full-of-energy entrepreneur. But as a older, seasoned entrepreneur now, who still puts in plenty of hours, but not nearly as many as I did when I was in my t- when a teenager, when I was in my 20s, even when I was in my 30s, started to slow down a little bit after that situation. And when I was 30, on through 40s, and now at 50, I definitely put in more hours than your average bear, but not nearly as many hours as I did previously, but I am much more efficient and effective in the hours I do put in now as a seasoned entrepreneur. So, working more hours, putting in effort, having work ethic is always a good thing as an entrepreneur, business owner, as an employee, someone crafting a career. No one's ever going to argue that being willing to outwork anyone else is a negative, it's always a positive. But the effectiveness and efficiency of how you utilize the hours is actually much more advantageous than wanting to put in many, many, many hours a day. One thing I used to f- kind of be very prideful on and hang my hat on and almost use it as a selling point for a lot of people I tried to do business with was my willingness to do things overnight, to take instruction late in the day or be, uh, provide feedback late in the day late in the evening, early in the morning, especially in different time zones, et cetera, because I was putting in the hours. Because I don't don't sleep, I just work. I hustle, I grind, I put it in like that. That was a selling point for me. And many people liked that, but also many people took advantage of that situation too by not being disciplined in how they did business with me because they would expect me to catch up because of the multitude of hours I put in. On the occasion, I couldn't put in those hours because I just wasn't available, maybe didn't feel well, needed to recharge my battery or some other situation that kept me away from working 23 hours a day, then felt like I was letting people down or I was not willing to live up to the promises I made. I'd set expectations I couldn't keep on the regular because going at that rate all the time will eventually burn you out. It will catch up to you even as a very young person with a lot of youthful energy. So all the hours versus the efficiency of hours, I definitely would lean towards efficiency in hours. But that efficiency doesn't come until you have the experience and intelligence that we talked about earlier through the process. So start with great energy. Put the work ethic in front of you. Definitely hustle and grind. I'm still a big fan of hustle and grind. That's why we do the Saturday morning hustle. That's why I work on weekends. But I do not work an entire work day on Saturday. I work half a day on Saturday, very specifically in the morning, get things done before things around me become a distraction from that work. And it is more about catching up and getting a little bit of head, creating efficiency for Monday morning than it is... Hustle and grind, outwork the competition because I, that's how I get my business. I'm more about getting business now because I find the right situations, the right clients, the right scenarios, because that age and experience and intelligence from the lessons learned previously and not relying on energy. So much like earlier, that in, in experience and intelligence is probably more beneficial than energy. I think the same thing with efficiency in the hours used versus putting in ultimately just a number, a better number of hours. But that is the advantage that youth has. So that's the advantage a young entrepreneur should bring to the table is the willingness to do whatever it takes to out work out to out hustle, to out grind the competition, because it is the one of the two things that you can control in this whole process. You've heard this many times on the starting one hustle podcast. You've heard it a few times here on the balance series of the podcast. The two things you can control is your attitude and your effort. And this is a great example. So putting in the hours when you're young, when you don't have the experience, when you don't have the skill set, when you don't have the track record to prove it is one way that you can create opportunities for yourself. As you get older, you gain that experience, you gain a track record, you, you gain people that will refer you, you gain ability to show your capabilities, then focusing more on being efficient and working at a higher level, but still putting in the same work ethic, doing what it takes to make the client happy, to make the project happen, to meet the deadline, to stay on budget, all of those things are always thought of as beneficial by people who work with you and people who hire you to work for them. So start when you're young, put those hours in. When you get chances to create efficiency in your hours, take advantage of them early will allow you to get more done with the total hours you're going to put in. And then later in life, you'll put less hours in, but they'll be more effective. So the balance of all the hours versus efficient hours, definitely leaning towards efficiency as you learn and as you're capable of creating efficiency in your process. So when you're young, you only know what you know. You only know what you've already experienced at that point. But as an older person, you now know that you don't know what you don't know. Yes, these are contradictions. That's why we're talking about them on the balance series. You only know what you know means you can only bring certain things to the table as a young entrepreneur. Thus, the need for energy, aggressiveness, etc., because you have a lack of a skill set and a lack of a portfolio to bring with you. On the flip side, as someone who has been around the block a few times, you know you know that you have things that you bring to the table because of your experience, because you have been through things and you understand what people value, what they're willing to pay for, what they're looking for in an opportunity. But you don't know what you don't know. The awareness of that fact, the ability to not get into situations where you won't know what to do is the benefit of being a senior entrepreneur understanding, acknowledging, and actually utilizing as a strength what you don't know comes with experience. When you don't know what it is, you can either not take that opportunity or find a way to create an opportunity for yourself, but having to collaborate with other people, bring new things in. Maybe you have to research. Maybe you're going to have to actually practice, learn something in order to take on a situation. You will do that. You can prepare for it, or you could say no to that opportunity if you are aware of the fact there are things you don't know. If you think what you know is all there is to know, which is what happens in, for youth, for young people, again, because they're aggressive, because they're optimistic, all the things we've said earlier, a young person will simply say, what I know will be enough. Someone with enough experience will understand when I don't know, I need to say no to an opportunity and move on to something that is more advantageous thus efficiency in your time so embrace what you don't knowing what you don't know But don't let that hold you back as a young person. As a young person, you do understand there are plenty of things you do not know. But you have to say yes, and you have to create opportunities for yourself with all of that energy you have. So hopefully, in the process of understanding the thing you said yes to, you actually weren't capable of doing, you will learn that lesson and move forward with better skills and better understanding of how to navigate it the second time, the third time, the fourth time, the fifth time, et cetera. When you're young, you can be very brash, you can be very aggressive, and in fact, people will give you a a lot of leeway in that brashness, in that bravado, in that almost false security of, if you ask for it, I can do it. When you have much more experience, you tend to be more measured in your approach and your responses because people expect you to, because as an older, more experienced individual, you are expected to know when to say yes and when to say no. You get allowances to say yes or no when you are a young person. And that ego, that thing that some people really enjoy because it It seems like you're going to do whatever it takes to win, whatever it takes to be successful, and that means work what you're working on for them will also be successful. Many people will allow you allowances for that, but it only goes so far. This is definitely something, as a young person, I really thought was an asset that, as an older person, I find to be a liability being brash, being aggressive, being someone who's willing to say, I don't care what you think, here's how I'm going to do it, and I'm going to be the best at it. I'm going to really change things. I might disrupt. I might create a new paradox, a new paradigm. It's a bold statement. From young people, we accept those things, and we let them try, and we see if it happens. As an older person with some experience, that you should know what you can and cannot do, you should know what disruption actually looks like and the practicality of it or lack of practicality of it, that being brash with experience just ends up being an ego problem. Being a very egocentric being almost wanting to win because you want to win as opposed to wanting to create value for everyone in the process. So being brash, being aggressive, being egotistic is something that is acceptable as a young person but is quite ugly as an older, experienced entrepreneur, especially if it lets you, get you in situations you shouldn't be in and you should have the experience to have said no to from the beginning. And ego in and of itself is a definite benefit and a negative. It is something that pushes you forward and holds you back. And then as a young person, your ego is something you need in order to get going, in order to say yes to those things, you probably shouldn't, because that's the only way you're going to get experience, even if the whole thing goes badly for you. You won't get ego. You won't get experience if you don't try something. You don't try something if you don't have the ego to push you forward. It's the white paper syndrome. When you start with a white piece of paper, you have to create a plan. You have to do something that starts at zero, a blank piece of paper. The pen is in your hand. Where do you start? What do you do? If you don't know, you don't know. If you are afraid to do something wrong, you're afraid to actually put yourself out there and be willing to fail, then you will have already failed because you won't start. If you have enough ego, it can push you into at least starting, at least giving it a try. It may fail miserably, but even if it does, that failure will educate you. It will be experienced. It will teach you about how to move forward better the next time. Now, you may only move forward a little bit better, Or you may move forward much better, depending on what you learn and the experience in and of itself. And every one of those is completely different. But you can't move forward. You can't have a positive or negative experience. And you can't learn from anything that doesn't start. So ego allows you to start with the understanding that if it fails, it's not the end of the world. Young people have tons of ego. That's what they have in replacement of experience. And that ego will get you started. But... You can only capitalize on it if you let the experience teach you, if you let the experience put you in a better position for the second time, the third time, if you approach it in this way, going back to the idea of negativity affecting your energy and your attitude, if you can have enough ego to start and be open to the fact that you probably will fail because you've never done something before, you don't have the experience, but let that make you better for the second time and make you better for the third time, etc. You start off probably more negative on the outcome, but eventually you understand it, you get a handle on it, and you become on the positive side of things. Whereas once you've done this many, many, many times, you get to kind of skip ahead a lot of the trial and error because you've done the trial and error, you've learned lessons from it, but you have to be patient With the process, you have to be patient with saying no to the opportunities that aren't right for you. Waiting patiently for the opportunities that are correct for you because of your skill set, because of your strengths and weaknesses, because of the organization you've put around you. So patience is the alternative to ego, and that patience only comes if you have experience. That experience comes from having enough ego in the beginning to actually start. Be willing to fail. Be willing to be okay at something, to be willing to be average at something, and eventually be willing to get good, to become good at something. That's the part of the relationship where it becomes very patient. The patience pays off. And so again, much like being aggressive, having full of energy and trying to put all of your effort in as a young person, taking a measured approach, being patient, being efficient, and with the hours that you're going to put in as and more seasoned entrepreneur creates a different level of opportunity for you. Ego is always a good thing. It's often maligned. It's all often talked about as a bad thing, being an egomaniac, being out of control. I definitely, as a young person, had a ton of ego, a tremendous amount of ego. And every single win, no matter small, small it was, I took as pumping up my ego even better, even though I ignored at the same time any and all failures that would be, other people would find to be complete setbacks because I was more focused on ego and energy and putting the work in and eventually would work itself out. Learning, starting to learn lessons, starting to be patient and starting to develop in a big picture way as opposed to simple, simply winning a scenario, having less ego led me to better opportunities. So balancing the ego you need to start, the ego you need to say yes, the ego you need to feel like you can compete against anyone in any situation, no matter what it is, is the thing that gets you started but then having intelligence, experience, and ultimately patience to find the thing that's most likely for you to be the most successful with the minimum amount of effort that you can then maximize with additional effort, with work ethic, with effectiveness, efficiency, because of the experience, then creates a situation where you go from good or average to great to phenomenal, if you can combine all those things. So I think ego is fantastic. I'm Definitely have tempered my ego from my younger days, but still let it often fuel me to take on a challenge, especially if you tell me I can't do something. I definitely want to be able to prove it to you that I can, but I want to do that in a way that I can come out better on the other side with either a successful outcome or a less successful outcome with an educational and an experience aspect that will allow me to move forward in the future. So patience is not one of my strong suits. Ego definitely is. Once I understood how to package ego in the right way, as motivation, as ability to take on challenges, it became more of a tool and less of a hindrance. Early in my career, it was definitely a hindrance because I had too much. It was unfocused and it was uneventful. But more focus, more understanding, more experience, along with the attitude and ability to get started and to take on any challenge. The ego has definitely been paying off better for me than patience for the first 35 years of my entrepreneurial pursuits. I do suspect patience will have a lot more influence on the next 10 to 15 years of my entrepreneurial pursuits. And I think the balance between Having ego, drive, determination, and willingness to put yourself out there to create opportunities balanced by experience, patience, and intelligence is ultimately the very, very, very important balance aspect of being a lifelong entrepreneur. That's the ultimate scenario of balance in this situation, especially for an entrepreneur. As an entrepreneur, you should always be building, always be growing, always be trying to develop and gain through every process, whether it's it's experience, whether it's opportunity, whether it's you win and do well and build upon that, or you lose, but you gain experience if you're willing to learn from it in that way. Building upon is what you do when you have a big career, a portfolio, a track record, You have all these things behind you because you've had the time and experience to do it. You get to build upon things as opposed to always creating from scratch. Now, when you don't have anything, you must create from scratch. You must build from the ground up. Once you have done that, you've laid foundations. You can move forward building on top of or from above as opposed from below. This is definitely a balance in anyone's career path and in anyone's experience level. And as you go from a complete beginner to an expert, there'll be a transition where you will stop building up and you will build upon. You will continue to move forward, to grow, to develop, but it'll be more incremental. It'll be in different ways. And it's more about the lessons learned and experience gain as opposed to just simply doing something to be doing something, a win to win, or needing something because you just simply don't have it. So it's a little bit of a, of a opportunity to grow in a scarcity or in an opportunity scenario. And so for young entrepreneurs, you must always be building, you must always be growing. Of course, the older you get, the more you have to build upon, it seems easy to simply start from where you are. But that takes away opportunities for you to do something brand new, to come out of left field, to maybe disrupt, to maybe find a new opportunity that you weren't looking for that has value as well. So don't rely too much on building out of ego and and energy as a young person, but also don't try too hard to stick with what you've done and to make every bit of building and growth and development as an older entrepreneur or later in your career as something has to come from what you've already done. Looking for new opportunities will expand your potential, will expand what you could do. And so always building is probably more beneficial than building upon what you've done in the past you'll always have that base. You'll always have that experience. You'll always have things you can reference that you've done in the past. Success and failures, because failures have taught you things. Success obviously is always beneficial. But if you rely on that as much or or more than relying on the concept of always building, always growing, then you have a potential to stagnate yourself, paint yourself into a corner and stop growing and stop building. So The balance here, it needs to be more on building and growing on anything that might be possible as opposed to building and growing on what you've already done. Other people will decide if your past experience or your ability to do something now is more important. So let them do it. Something I've learned much, much later in my life and in my career, and I absolutely wish I had learned as a young person, and I missed so many opportunities in this, these scenarios when I was very, very young, is mentoring and mentorship. I did not have great mentors as a young entrepreneur. Number one, I didn't realize I was being an entrepreneurial. Number two, I was very, again, very brash, very aggressive, full of energy, willing to outwork as opposed to outthink. And so I wasn't looking for mentors. I wasn't reaching out for mentors. Now, people that were positive aspects of my life, uh, people who were teaching me how to be a good person, not necessarily good business people. My parents, my grandparents, other influential people around me who, of course, wanted me to be a good person in general. Those aspects of growing up and being a good person can can bleed over into being a good business person as well. The golden rule always applies. You can treat your neighbor well, or you can treat someone you do business with as well. You can treat a customer the same way you would treat friends and family, and you have potential to have good business opportunities coming out of the nature of who you are as a person. But mentorship, understanding how to become a leader, how to develop other people, how to take those negative outcomes, setbacks, et cetera, and turn them into positives, how to look big picture instead of in the immediate. All these things come from being mentored by seeing other people do it and changing a mindset because their experience is teaching you the value of other people's experience teaching you by being mentored, is a thing, is something I definitely missed out as a young person. I think I could have had even more success early in my career, that first 15 years, if I had had better mentors and I was more open to the process. Now, as a 35-year entrepreneur, someone on the season side of things, there's actually great benefit in mentoring others. It challenges you to understand what it is that you are doing, things of this nature where I'm trying to share information with other people is a simplest version of mentoring others, but working directly with people, having them ask questions, having them challenge your assertions, having your track record laid out in front of you and trying to explain the pros and cons and the value of what you learned along the way, the experience that you built, etc., putting it into words, explaining it in a way that other people can utilizing it forces you to have a command of the process, a command of the situation. You can't take things for granted. And you might often find out you're contradicting yourselves in many ways if you have to explain it to someone else with less experience, less understanding, less skill, that in a mentor-mentee situation. So by a young person, by someone with less experience asking you questions, being open to you, mentoring them, it will challenge you as a mentor to do better, to understand what it is you're talking about. There have been a few times in my life where I've taught some college classes and done some workshops and done public speaking in a educational sense, professional education, etc., and preparing for an event like that, preparing a class syllabus Understanding that you have to stand in front of an audience and have command of the situation enough to give them good, solid logic and advice and teaching definitely makes you sharper at what you do. It makes your skill set elevate to that level. So, as a person with experience, think about mentoring other people because you will help them, you will help yourself. You will help your mental process and, of course, developing those relationships, which might be beneficial in the future. You have potential collaboration partners. At the very least, you can benefit your socioeconomic community. You can benefit the economics around you. You can help businesses be successful. When businesses are successful, they employ people, they pay taxes in your tax base, your community benefits. There's other opportunities that can evolve from that as well. There's always value in young entrepreneurs being successful, building businesses that continue to do good things in their community. That can happen if, as an older, seasoned entrepreneur, you're helpful and you mentor and it's good for you at the same time. So mentoring is definitely a huge value. I would have if I had been more open to being mentored too as a younger person, I like I've said before, I think I would have had some great success out of it. I kind of failed at that, so it's a little bit hard for me to say that, but I can guarantee you on the balance side of mentoring and men, being mentored too, there's great value in both. That the place I'm at in life right now, there's so much more value in mentoring because of the challenges it lays on me. I think there's so much value for young people that they're missing out by not finding mentors. And a mentor doesn't have to be someone you spend a great amount of time with intimately asking questions from and learning from and watching their process. A mentor can be that, but a mentor also can be someone that you see online, on social media, on television, etc. Maybe someone you read about who you get an understanding of their process. They can be a mentor from afar. You can only get so much value out of that, but there is value in it. And then someone who is up close, personal, can relate their advice directly to what it is you're trying to achieve, the skill sets you have, the skill sets you need. They can watch you in action and, and explain things in a very tactical way. Etc. So look for mentors who can do that. Look for people that you can learn from in your community, in your industry, and across industry. Maybe someone who's a successful athlete or is successful in a completely different aspect of business or someone who has created something that you can take those aspects of the trip, of the journey, of the lessons learned and apply it to whatever you're doing. They are then indirectly being a mentor of you as well. So When it comes to balance, I don't think you can ever stop learning. So continually finding mentors, people who have more experience than you, more education, more information that you have can be a mentor to you. You can start sharing what little bit you have, what experience you have as soon as you get it. So you don't have to be 35 years in to start mentoring, and you don't have to be in your first year to be open to a mentor. You can do both at the same time. Obviously, young people trying to mentor other young people. That goes back to the ego issue that we discussed earlier. But the value of keeping yourself open to it is always beneficial. So definitely consider being a mentor to someone who has less experience than you do and continually developing your experience by being mentored to by other people. Which brings me to my last point. Motivation. How do you start it? How do you keep it? How do you balance being motivated, being aggressive, having energy and all the things, brashness, ego, et cetera, that comes with youth, and how you keep yourself motivated as an older individual who is a little bit more selective in what they're doing, a little bit less full of energy and a little bit more patient. All of these things can come to the center of a balance of staying motivated, keeping motivated. Getting motivated is the hard part. The ego we talked about earlier allows you to start. At least you can get rolling. I think it's much harder to start motivation. And once you lose it or to trying to do something new, being motivated to step off that first step the very first time can be very hard to do. Once things start happening in a decent way, motivation's easy to keep up. The hard thing about motivation is when things are going poorly, when things are going badly. The only way to keep motivated is understand that the lessons learned from that can be eventually what helps you overcome these challenges and moves you forward in a successful way. There's plenty of success that can come out of setbacks, If your attitude is right and you stay motivated, because, like I just said, getting motivated, starting from zero is the hardest part. So, once the ball is rolling, once you're up and running, even if it's one mile an hour and you need to be going 50, one mile an hour is better than zero miles an hour, but not nearly as good as 49 and a half if your goal is 50. You won't ever get to 50. If you stay at zero, so stay motivated, keep motivated, use the motivation you have to continue on. Try not to go back to zero, try not to go back to step one and allow your experience to replace your energy, allow your intelligence to replace aggression. Be effective with your hours, not completing all of the hours. Know what you don't know as opposed to only what you do know. Take a measured approach as opposed to being brash, full of ego. Have patience. Build upon and build on what you start with. Keep building the value of mentoring yourself, mentoring others, and keep that motivation up. Thanks for listening to the Professional Balance Bonus Content Series of the Saturday Morning Hustle Podcast. I'll be back next month with a new topic, new podcast every Saturday hustle and grind advice from the office while the competition is still sleeping. Please subscribe. Leave a review and make a comment on social media about what balance issues you would like to hear discussed on this series in the future. Appreciate you tuning in and taking the time with me today. Please make a comment. Let me know what you like, dislike, etc. Appreciate you very much. Talk to you next month on the Saturday Morning Hustle Balance Series. Talk to you next week on the Saturday Morning Hustle.